0: welcome to busy gamer
1: Nation Matt Gilgenbach has been chased by his share of demons a big one was depression triggered by poor sales of his action rhythm game, Retrograde, which we profiled after meeting Matt at PAX Prime 2011.
0: It looks like a shooter playing in reverse, but is actually more of a rhythm game, because you have to basically unfire, which is timed to the beat of the original music we've had composed for the game.
1: Despite the brilliant concept and nuanced execution of his game, it didn't sell well and wasn't ported to Xbox 360, where we have all of our Rock Band guitar controllers, though it is on Steam for $10 if you want to check it out. Matt also suffers from OCD, which means he obsessively replays gruesome scenes from his vivid imagination. But making games isn't just a creative outlet or business for him. It's a place for him to exercise his demons. Put them to work, if you will. And the result promises to be a terrifying and innovative entry to the survival horror genre. If it can reach $99,000 in funding by September 29th. It hit 37,000 around the time we posted this interview, with just two weeks left to go.
0: I'm Matt Gilgenbach. I'm the designer of Never Ending Nightmares. It's a true psychological horror game inspired by my own personal struggles with mental illness. So I suffer from obsessive compulsive disorder and depression, and I'm actually channeling my experience and using that as inspiration for creating a horrifying game. We feel like a lot of horror games, the combat sort of makes the players too strong and we want to explore themes of defenselessness and vulnerability. So we're going to have enemies, but the object is going to be to avoid them, to so escape the guy them. What's like the baby thing that's in the... Oh, that's just sort of a teaser. It's not in the game yet. That's definitely sort of a taste of the type of enemies we're going to have. You have to run from this disfigured baby monster. Talk about the design choices a little bit. It's obviously very derivative of Edward Gorey. Yeah, definitely. We're really inspired by Edward Gorey. He's been an inspiration, you know, or presence in my life. Certainly, I had an Edward Gorey pop-up book, The Dwindling Party, which was both amazingly beautiful, but also horrifying as a child. And that really stuck with me. And I sort of I want to tap into that feeling of when you're a child and things you don't really understand them and they're much more dangerous. We've been drawing a lot of inspiration from both Silent Hill series as well as Amnesia. We really like the Amnesia approach to avoiding combat just because we feel like in a lot of newer survival horror, you know, you're, you're, it's more action-y and that takes away from the vulnerability of the character. Well oh, yeah, in the Silent Hill games you... Yeah. Don't have tons of ammo lying around. You know have to run away from. And the, and the weapons are terrible, you know, and to difficult to aim. Yeah. So you're going the Kickstarter route. Well, retrograde was unfortunately not financially successful, and so I basically couldn't afford to self fund the development of this game. So we sort of took it as far as we can go and then we're hoping to get enough people excited about the game such that we can afford to finish it. So you say we, uh, you have partners or collaborators? Yeah, we have a a small team at Infinite Games. It's about four people full-time, and then we're working with very talented musicians and sound designers part-time. So I heard you talking
1: earlier, you want to try and get back to basics a little bit?
0: Yeah, I mean, certainly, especially for an indie game, I think it's important to create a simplified interface And create immersion, because I feel like the interface is often a barrier to being fully immersed. Like, there's some games, you know, 15 hours long, and I'm still struggling to remember which button combination it is for which move. And then every time you have to think about that, every time you have to think about, oh, I'm pressing buttons, it's taking you out of the game world and reminding you you're in a game. And we're also not going to have game over screams because the premise is you're in a nightmare. So if you die in a nightmare, you wake up in maybe the same nightmare, maybe a different nightmare. So really we want to take away all aspects of the games that can take away from immersion so we can create this oppressive, horrifying environment. To me, this game is sort of more than a game. It's an opportunity to raise awareness about mental illness and certainly I really hope to help people who are struggling and let them know that you know they're not alone other people go through this type of thing and also that you can get help things can get better and that's really important to me because when I was struggling you know with mental illness I felt like I'm the only person in the world that feels like this I'm so alone. But it's actually not the case. So There's a lot of people suffering in silence. And so I'm hoping to, to some extent, remove the stigma of mental illness. Because if you have, like, asthma, which I have asthma, it's not something you're ashamed of. You know, but, but mental illness is, uh, similarly, it's not your fault. It's just something you're born with.
1: So without getting spoilery, how does mental illness uh, factor into the game? It's almost
0: sort of below the surface and it's about it creating the feelings more so than just saying like this is a story about mental illness like a lot of the imagery like some you'll see here about like the arm mutilation is actually intrusive thoughts that I've struggled with when you have obsessive compulsive disorder you can get these thoughts in your mind that you don't like they they horrify you but you can't get it out of your mind your mind just like dwells on it and it takes hold of you And so it's something that's very difficult to explain to someone who hasn't had that experience. But now with the game, I can point to the TV over there and say this is something that I've dealt with. This is some sick and twisted images that my mind somehow invented to make me miserable. And this is just a part of my life, and certainly I've I've learned to, to deal with it, but it's not like it's completely gone away or anything.
1: Does it help you exercise it in some way to put it up yeah. on the screen? Honestly,
0: I, I didn't think it would, but I, I have found it quite therapeutic just because I feel like I'm unlocking my mind and letting the bad thoughts out. And just by being able to share that with people, it's almost like a weight is being lifted off my shoulders.
1: And there is a market for that. I mean, people do like to be scared. They like the horrifying stories and images. It helps them, I think, get some kind of release as well. Yeah, no, so totally. I'm kind of doing good with it in a way.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I mean, to me, I think... Especially when you're doing Kickstarter, you know, it's not about selling a project. Well, I mean, to some extent it is, but I think it's about more than that. It's about creating a cause that people can rally behind, and that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to create both a game that reveals something more about mental illness, but also do a bunch of developer diaries and share my experience, and help other people feel comfortable sharing theirs.